What is going on, Craft Beer Hustlers family, and welcome to episode seven of the Craft Beer Hustlers podcast. I'm super excited for this week's guest as we have my friend Luke Diamond, multi platinum producer, engineer, and Twitch streamer extraordinaire. We talk everything from craft beer, our starts in craft beer, to the projects Luke's worked on, as well as the artists he's worked with, and now onto his new venture of Twitch Streamer, where he can carry that hard work and creativity onto a different stage. I'm so excited to share this with you, so I'm going to cut this intro a little short, but I should preface and say Johnny was unable to make it onto the podcast this week, but don't worry, next episode we will have the full team back together. So without further ado, let's get on to the episode. What is going on, Craft Beer Hustler family? I am super excited for this interview today. It has been a long time coming. Uh, We have Luke Diamond on the podcast, multi-platinum engineer and producer and Twitch creator extraordinaire. What is going on, Luke? Thank you for joining us. How's it going, man? I'm glad to be here. And it's cool to be on a podcast that's about beer because I'm not (laughs) usually on these. So (laughs) I like it. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) dude, I'm fucking pumped for this. Unfortunately, Johnny is not with us. Uh, The real big boy job is is getting uh, getting to him. So he has to jump off this one. So it's all good. Yeah, we'll miss you, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but to start things off as always luke uh we asked you to bring a beer what beer do you have i got the new realm brewing company which apparently is a really popular one on the east coast uh it's brewed right here in uh in virginia the hazy like a fox ipa nice dude so i'm uh, assuming it's a new england style ipa uh yeah yeah i actually haven't tried it yet so i don't know what <laughs> if it's like exactly like uh what i'm expecting here but i think it is yeah um should usually say on it but i would yeah. assume so yeah um yeah. yeah i'm excited man i've been eyeing it all day uh i went and got it at uh, 11 this morning probably looked like a psychopath <laughs> and then i had to eye it until the podcast started so uh, i'm ready do not worry about it um actually back in boston uh trillium just released a beer that i was supposed to be getting for a buddy and like my trade partner and yeah. it, the thing sold out in five minutes i had all three locations so oh, no dude it was nutty but <laughs> uh yeah uh, we'll let you get into that in a little bit i am drinking one of my personal favorite breweries uh lone pine this is their oj which oj is phenomenal but this one is a double dry hop galaxy um with the galaxy hop so this is super delicious super juicy um i'll have to send you some down i know we talked about doing like a little a little twitch thing before um and i wanted to send you the original variant of this oj that'd be awesome now i'm a little bit closer so yeah exactly (laughs) I mean, technically, it wouldn't have been that hard to get it across. Yeah, the country, right, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just have to worry about the, the the temperatures and things like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I almost had a can of, um, it was a sour do- or sour IPA that almost exploded in my basement because I forgot to put oh, it okay. in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. You got to be <laughs> careful with that. For yeah. sure, man. So to get started, if I can get these words out of my mouth. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. Let's uh let's talk about your journey and uh and craft beer a little bit before we dive into some other stuff. So yeah. um uh we've known each other for probably it's probably been about like 10 years now. Right, um, yep. Lost lost connection a little bit and then yep. uh reeled reeled our friendship back together. So you've been doing a bunch of stuff like out in LA. Um mm-hmm. where did kind of your craft beer love start? Honestly, it started like I feel like right as we started to lose touch was like Right when I was doing the touring in the band that I was with right before moving to L.A., um, which was Anchor Lines at the time, the New England band. And um, 
Uh, honestly, what's funny is like what got me into craft beer essentially was not drinking craft beer. Um, <laughs> so like, so like every show that we played, we'd usually have like drink tickets and, or like, you know, we'd have like each of us would get like, you know, our five beers, but it was always like the, the really cheap domestic stuff. Like the, you yeah. know, the basically the bottom of the barrel that you could get at just like any dive bar. Yeah. Um, so uh, Nick, who was the other guitarist of Anchor Lines, uh, we call them actually, he's still saved in my phone to this day as Nick Beer Snob Edwards. Uh, <laughs> because he was always like, dude, you guys, this beer is like not good. And like, I don't think it's not good, but like there's, there's, there's a literally like, there's like a, there's a culture around craft beer that I was not aware of back then. Yeah. Like it just didn't exist in my mind. Yeah. And then uh, he started being like, Luke, just try this beer. Just try this weird beer. And like I remember when it really became a thing was uh uh we were playing in Burlington and we went yeah. on the beer hunt for what was that what's that beer that everybody goes for Hetty Topper Hetty Topper yeah. yeah we went yeah. on the hunt for like hours to try and find this beer and we ended up getting it was um, this right before a show or was this uh, like this after? was I think it was the day afterwards I think we had like a day off after a Burlington show yeah and we were like okay like we can use this to our advantage and and try and find this beer and that's when I realized there's 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 this whole culture around uh craft beer and it was fascinating and on that same tour we we actually stopped at weirdly enough like i feel like this like is super strange but we went to a, like a college campus in north mm -hmm. carolina i want to say it was like chapel hill like whatever yeah. big colleges in chapel UNC. hill yeah and there yeah. was like a craft beer bar on campus which i Dude, just thought was wild yeah i was like <laughs> wait what like I'm, I'm not kidding bro we were like beer we like had beer flights in front of us we were trying these beers and then off to the right, like, I wish I was making this up. Some kid had thrown, like, a T-shirt that was on fire into a bush, and the bush caught on fire. No So way. we're, like, <laughs> we're watching this whole, like, fire department situation, like, uh, unfold while we're, like, trying all these beers. And someone's, like, telling me all these terms I don't know. And then that was the moment in which I was just, like, you know what? Like, I kind of want to just, like, dive in. And with all the traveling that we did, it was, like, it was like a blessing in disguise because it's like, okay, like this is an opportunity to just try beers everywhere. For and sure. And that, that became our thing. Like yeah. all of us ended up starting, besides Corwin, because Corwin didn't drink beer. Yeah. Um, but we, we would all like nerd out over beer. Like that was just yeah. our thing. And then. But that's, that's so sick because then it's like, because you're abandoned, obviously you have that camaraderie and everything like that. Right. But then having that extra layer of just like, you know, yeah. if we have a day off or like right before a show, we can go. Right. Like, or even after we can go try this this yeah. stuff and, and get a handle and, on it. And not now, but like there's a, camar a camaraderie with like, like, hey, man, sip my beer. And then we're all like sipping out of the same cup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For Which sure. obviously you don't do now. Don't do that now <laughs> in the current uh, climate of the world. But um, yeah, man, uh, it, it was a. It was good because, like, like obviously we were all close beforehand, but like it gave us something to kind of like, you know, like we did like to drink a lot. And whether we were drinking to enjoy the beer, we were drinking to get drunk back then. I don't know, man. But uh, it turned into <laughs> a, it turned into like a, you know, just wanted to try beers uh, wherever we can and yeah. finding stores that especially had like the local stuff, um because it's cool to just to try stuff because you can go like get stone anywhere you know what i'm yeah. saying like stuff oh, like for that. sure yeah um, but yeah it's kind of the no, story I, 
I think it's funny too because you're you're saying like you're at you're at UNC, you're at this craft beer bar, and yeah. it's like you have no idea what like you're doing. But yeah. you I, like all I can picture in my mind is this kid throwing the the t shirt <laughs> into the bush, it catching fire, and then you're just the dog on fire meme. Dude, and you're yeah, just like, this is this fine, is everything fine. is fine. Dude, <laughs> you know what it was? And it was sensory overload too, because like I actually remember like trying these beers and the person was the person behind the bar i think nick was talking to them about the beers we were drinking and like talking nerdy beer stuff like this is before again like very early on and and the craft beer experience for me and i'm like i'm like awkwardly like looking over being like guys like there's a bush (laughs) on fire right here and then we start hearing sirens it did not face anybody dude like we were we were just so involved in the process that we were just like you know like at the end, we were like, oh, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? Uh, like, the fire department came, and, like, until it, like, actually became intrusive to, like, us hearing each other, like, I feel like there was no, like, you know, but I guess it was a t-shirt or something that was on fire and thrown into a bush. Yeah. That's hysterical. So what yeah. year What year would you say that was around? Uh, I think that was in 2014, so quite some time okay. ago. Yeah, um, so, and even the landscape of beer in general from 2014 to now, yeah, like, uh you're i mean you're down in virginia but like when you're getting more south um i've been to the triangle a few times so like durham north carolina all those places and that's a a spot that's exploding and and has exploded recently so yeah i mean even new england i think 2014 i don't have the stats in front of me but it's something like we've exploded with breweries all right right yeah no dude it's crazy and like I, i i've been to north carolina plenty of times but i never really like explored beer culture and yeah. I think I went I went back after Anchor Lines, and I don't I actually don't even remember the brewery name at this point. But I was in uh, Asheville, yeah. and that place is like littered with just oh, beer yeah. breweries. And like to me, like when I go to a brewery, I'm not looking to just try beer. Like I'm a huge fan of like gastro pub food or yep. just like pub food. Yeah. So for me, like literally, I would say li- f- at least fifty percent of the experience is like drinking a good beer, but also eating good food you know well, that's that's what the whole thing is and this yeah. is what i say all the time it's like f- food beer people those right. are like everything that makes beer beer exactly and- exactly exactly and so for me like Asheville was a gold mine um yeah. Asheville was and then uh going to i went to vancouver recently too Oof. and that was the same way yeah. um not recently i guess it was over a year ago it's not that recent but still, but yeah. still my my buddy was out in in vancouver and banff and like those areas and he loved it same thing like the beer is awesome the food is awesome right and yeah. just like the the location and the scenery yep. is beautiful and awesome yeah as well. yeah but uh yeah so that's actually a great segue so you were up in vancouver which is the west coast of canada for people who aren't geographically uh, (laughs) inclined um but so you you again you said you were living out in la um so you moved out there i would imagine after 2014 right um and kind of out there once you started getting out there uh were you drinking kind of more were you drinking less was there places Uh, that you like to go and see it was a very slow start because to like like you said like the people and the food is like a big influence on like how the experience of just even going to the breweries or to the pubs to try new stuff or whatever is and at at first i was like so focused on i like got there and like three days later was starting college so like i just was like I had to wait essentially to like meet people and feel yeah. uh, comfortable with going out, especially since like the big breweries are in like downtown or like, yep. you know, the areas that, you know, may not be the safest to go by yourself yeah. 
or yeah. you know it's sensory overload i mean i live i live i moved from a small town in new hampshire yeah. um all the way to la and then downtown la is just so it's just so crazy um but yeah i think a few months in i went to the first brewery there which was probably one of the most popular ones there and like the usually people say like the most popular ones are like are not the best it's just because you know the la way is like somebody does a pr campaign and mm-hmm. it gets posted on like a news website and it and then explodes. it's like then it's like blows up but it's like not the best one it's just like who yeah. paid the most for marketing yeah. uh but the first one i went to actually was angel city brewery I've heard uh, of that and one. it's massive it's ma- it's yeah. like a huge brewery and um and again like half of the experience is like food and the beer and the wings that i had there were like amazing dude and then That's the beer it. the beer was good the beer was good but the first time i was there i didn't like find the beer that i wanted yeah you know what i'm saying so like yeah. i feel like i had to after that i went and just started getting it from stores like yeah. i like, got it from like bevmo which is like a huge thing out there yeah. um and then then i really dove in and just their ipa is just is like probably one of the best in my opinion i love it um yeah you're just then, trying to uh, find that that pocket yeah yeah and it, it, it's weird that I, I i like thinking now i love ipas so much and like most people do um yeah. uh but like i feel like that would have been like the first thing that i gravitated towards but like i was there with friends and they had been there and they're like oh try this and i don't remember what it was but like i think i tried a sour and i'm not like a yeah. huge fan of sours at all so yeah i was then, like you know you and johnny if johnny was on you guys could uh you guys could definitely uh talk about that because he is not a sour guy either yeah and then, you are i am i okay. i definitely am and my girlfriend loves sours so like yeah i have to appease appease the boss and make sure right, that she right, gets her sours. Right. yeah yeah totally but, um uh, they're pulling maybe i just haven't had the right one that's like i i give everything the benefit the benefit of the doubt like that because i feel yeah. like i feel like the ones that i've had just like maybe it's just not for me but like the one that i had was just actually sour like yeah. really sour and i was like okay like this just isn't you know and i'm not a fan of sour mix i'm not a fan of like things that have the word sour in their name <laughs> I'm, or, or in their you know genre or whatever you want to call it or in their grouping i usually try to avoid those but i feel like there's definitely at least one out there that you know i would probably like yeah maybe I'm something mellower to, you know i'm trying to get it right now but deciduous in new hampshire um I okay know you were saying you're coming you're coming home soon so yeah i'll be there next weekend exactly so definitely one to check out i'm just trying to get exactly what town it's in i should know this at this point because like on my on my instagram it's like new england beer blog and i'm sitting here like oh shit where is it from yeah um but yeah new market so i'll buy it i'll buy unh yeah yep i know exactly where that is if they have it on tap lollipop forest try that um okay pretty good stuff so lollipop forest what a name yeah (laughs) they are uh they make just phenomenal beers in general. IPAs okay. out of this world. Um, right. Hazies, like you'll you'll definitely yeah. enjoy them. Yep. Um, okay. But yeah, so Noted. you're you're back on the East Coast now, throwing yeah. out uh, deciduous for you to try. Yeah. Um, kind of what what are you interested to try now that you're back home? Is there anything in Virginia that you're? You know, I I have, and this was this was I came to visit in Virginia, uh, like maybe like three months ago, two months ago. Yep. And I had never, I was never into porters. I don't know why. I, I, I don't even know if I had ever had one, to be honest. Yeah. Like I said, I always gravitate towards the, the pale ales or just, uh, uh, honestly, the loggers. Like that's kind of like where I, the, my safe space. Mm-hmm. And I tried, I think it's, I think it's Aleworks. It's, it's pronounced Aleworks, but 
my girlfriend is from here and she says Al works. So like, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it out loud. Cause like, what if I'm wrong? You know? Um, no, right. Stick to your but, guns. Uh, yeah. So they had, uh, I went to a bar uh, here in this area and they had a co- It's like a coffee house porter or like coffee something. Hell and, yeah, and th- honestly might be the best beer I've ever had. Oh, that's like, a, that's like, a, tall that's a order. bold statement. And, that is a but bold the thing statement. is, is I had never really had a porter. And then like right after that, I had had uh, a peanut butter chocolate one somewhere else. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Porter is kind of bang. Like these yeah. are, these are really good. Um, and then I just recently went back to that bar because it's actually a seasonal beer. So I couldn't even find it in the stores, Yeah, uh, but they have it. And they were like, Hey, well, you know, you get a growler. And then on Mondays they fill growlers for like half off, which is crazy. Oh, damn. Um, can't do uh, that the place here yeah right um <laughs> so that might be my only option i don't actually don't even know what season it, i feel like coffee it might be like a winter thing yeah uh, the definitely the darker beers more malty beers like that roasty they're more more of winter yeah. stuff like late fall but uh i'll get you some uh gunner's daughter too by mast landing up in maine okay. that okay. stuff is unreal peanut butter that's a peanut butter uh stout as well really good stuff i don't think i don't think maine does anything wrong i went to maine for a uh for a wedding uh sort of recently before all this covid stuff and uh dude it was like the most relaxing experience and if you would have told me that then because i was like chilling on the beach drinking like my whole family would drink like bud lights and i'm like oh god man and uh i I don't know why i just like to me it's just like so underwhelming to drink yeah. But having something like that, or like if you had sat me on the beach and said, here's this coffee house porter when the sun's going down. Oh, man, that would have been the life. you know. <laughs> so but uh, yeah, man, uh, I definitely need to check these all out. And unfortunately, yeah. uh, probably a lot of them. are. I don't know what brewery culture is right now with everything going on other than yeah. like, hey, we're brewing beer, but stay out, please. <laughs> it's you actually. Know? It's funny because we've had a lot of conversations. Um, there is a beer bar in New York City, which was our first interview we did. Um, the operating manager, Colm Kerwin, uh, yep. of the Jeffrey. And we talked about kind of where laws and legislation is going, as mm-hmm. well as Dave Rickey, who was the director of the our last uh, podcast we did, our last interview we did. Uh, he was the director of a craft beer movie in Rhode Island. And yeah, listen again, to that. talked yeah. about the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's funny because as restrictions are knocked down or built up for us staying inside, staying away from each other, like how many people can be outside, the restrictions for alcohol and getting it places is actually going up. So there's more yeah. delivery. Uh, we're seeing more uh, ability to take out from restaurants. And you Which know what? crazy. Yeah. Of, I'm kind of hoping it sticks because like you were saying, food and beer, one of my favorite restaurants, um, uh, public kitchen in Wakefield mass. Yep. They just started doing uh carry out for beer yep. and some of the stuff they get is just unreal. And yeah. So yeah. to be able to get like little growlers of that is right. Awesome to take right. Home. Right. And I, I think that's important for, for beer culture too, because, oh, yeah. because it pairs so well with food, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did the same thing. Actually, I got an extra one of those coffee house porters and they were like, Hey, like it's legal as long as you keep this lid on it. Yeah. And it was just like a lid in a cup sitting in my cup holder as we were driving home. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to get home and pour this into yeah. a glass. And it wasn't like a, you know, a plastic cup, which is kind yeah. of a bummer, but, um, but well, like I said, this is a seasonal beer. Like I, I, I couldn't, I went to the store and, and the lady was walking around with an iPad trying to find this stuff for 30 minutes for me because I insisted that I had gotten it two weeks before, you know? <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, apparently it was seasonal, but they somehow had it on had it on tap. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's a, I, it, I hope it happens too. I hope it happens too. Yeah, you'll. I I think you'll see a lot more. Um, obviously in Mass and in New England in general, we've yeah. been super lucky with the um, stuff that we can get. Uh, the stuff that's available to us so regularly. Yeah, yeah. We just it's awesome it's awesome yeah. up here so i actually found a guy i was playing i think it was like was the few like last week i was playing valorant and i, I like to play like video games with random people online and yeah. one of the guys that i queued up with super randomly was like yeah like i work for a brewery but they're a brewery that made whiskey and beer and they oh, were wow. called uh i think it was called horny goat and i was like <laughs> okay like that's an awesome name and he yeah. was telling me like he was telling me he was like you could tell that this guy truly believed he was like, this is like, this stuff is awesome. And I was like, so stoked, dude. Yeah. And we're researching it. Not available in Virginia. Uh, it's available in, in North Carolina and in Maryland. I'm like, wait, oh my God. Wait, right what? Around. So maybe there's some restrictions here that, you know, make it hard, yeah. but, um, that, that's hysterical. You should have just like, pr- like kept contact with them and just been like, yo man, like, I, I'm going to be honest. one of the first things I said was, how do I get my hands on that? Can you send me some? And he just goes, that's illegal. I was like, oh, my bad. Never mind, dude. Never mind. <laughs> That's hysterical. It's but, uh, it's so it's so funny how like beer and alcohol and, and food can bring so many people together. Right, dude. Um, yeah. When we were on a cruise in March, like legitimately the day after we came home, the entire country got shut down from COVID. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. What a weird so, time to get off a boat. <laughs> exactly. But we were down in um we were down in Mexico in okay. Cozumel, Mexico. And we're on on the catamaran, like doing our excursion. And yep. I had seen this guy around the boat for a little bit, but today he was wearing a um, barreled soles tank top, which oh, is a okay. brewery up in Maine. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, Wait, man, what? like, I just have a question for you. Like, are you guys from Maine?" The craziest thing, too, because it's like we went out of Miami. Like, right. we left out of Miami and went to like four stops in in South America right this there should have been no correlation the dude goes oh yeah man like we're from maine i'm actually the uh taproom manager of barreled souls and i was oh wow i was like are you fucking kidding me yeah he was like no he's like no i'm dead serious i was like dude i like run a beer blog back home like i'm from like boston and he was like dude this is crazy and i like threw him some stickers that i had in my yeah yeah did you keep in touch with this guy uh i followed him on instagram he followed me back but i haven't yeah i mean i mean that's up to barreled souls. let's be real that's like the that's the the business card of nowadays like mm-hmm. be like you have a connection with somebody once you and it's cool because especially with things like this which are very like you can see how invested somebody is in yeah. in beer just by like opening up there like if i were to if i was you know like if my page was all beer and i was looking for other people that just loved beer to network with. And I opened your yep. page. I'd be like, okay, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it's cool. How was the experience for you? Like, I'm, I know you're interviewing me, but like, how was the experience for you? Like being down and, and, you know, out, like essentially out of the States when yeah. you have like this craving for beer, did you just like sneak a stash with you or did you like, or did <laughs> no, you try new stuff or like, dude, I don't know what, we were, what there is down there. I like the craziest thing is that this boat, the entire, this single boat and the entire fleet of um, Norwegian's cruise lines yep. had taps. It's like the <laughs> only, only boat that had draft beer yeah. and it was an entire craft beer tap room. 
Wow. And yeah. So we so you got lucky. Yeah. Exactly. So we yeah. had like uh Chimay, we had um uh, all of uh, what was it? The Winwood um brewing company, I think it was. Okay, so yep. right in Miami. Yeah. Um that it was like their beers, they had a bunch of different craft beers like on tap. Wow. Like some of it was like macro owned, but still yeah, like yeah. to be able to have stuff that wasn't like a Bud Light or a um frozen drink was yeah, super yeah super cool super awesome you did, you did also have a frozen drink though right oh dude i had probably like 50 million of them. <laughs> <laughs> see we did I, I didn't have the luxury of having there was no taps it was all bottles yep uh on the i was on uh what was the other one the uh the other big cruise line uh, not norwegian i was on carnival uh nope uh, uh royal caribbean, royal caribbean. Yep. that's the one yep. i went on that one and they like you said, like they only had like frozen drinks. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember spending $7 on, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I actually do like Blue Moon. Yep. Uh, I think Blue Moon's a great beer, but I was spending $7 on Blue Moons yeah, in that's bottles. A, and that's a lot of money. But... No, it is. And dude, the unlimited drink package was $450. <laughs> and I was on the boat for eight days. I got off the boat with a thousand dollar bar tab. <laughs> I have never experienced how much money a cruise is because luckily Norwegian has always done free at sea. And one right. of their free at seas is the um is the unlimited drink package. So oh we've always my, been hooked yeah. up with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I want to do that. I mean it's dangerous. It's dangerous to do that, especially out in the hot sun. Yeah. But I'm sure after like the first day, you're like, okay, this is great. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> it it's uh, it is awesome. You drink the, the you drink the uh ice icy drinks and they don't really do much to you, but then you get right. in with a bartender and yeah. that's that's and that, when the party like, starts. Wait, did these get stronger or yeah? <laughs> we had a uh what was the dude's name? Um, Amundo. Amundo. Um, okay. Yeah, so we just like so what we do is first day we find a bartender we like, we throw him like 50 or like 100 bucks. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, and then after that like we'll find like a server that's by the pool and we'll do the same yep. thing. So we'll spend like 200 bucks on drinks. So quote unquote, 200 yep. for like our entire group and they'll constantly be hooking us up. So right, we'd be right. by the pool and our dude, Amundo would come by and he'd just be like, Hey, um, do you need a refill? And like my girlfriend was drinking Aperol spritz and she okay. was like, yeah, for sure. And then he'd be like, all right, cool. Aperol spritz and uh tequila shot, tequila shot, tequila shot. And he'd just bring, <laughs> he'd just bring us tequila. <laughs> and it got, it got wild at that yeah, point. Yeah. You'd just be well, like, honestly, no, man, I'm honestly, you know, beer aside, I feel like those, those drinks and like the frozen drinks and the tequila shots, those are all part of like the experience. Oh yeah. Know? Which is another, like another weird thing at how, like, it's, it's just so, like, it's not even weird to think at this point, but, like, when I was first getting involved in just, like, loving going to breweries and just, like, trying every beer I possibly could before I, mm -hmm. you know, stumbled out the front door. Yeah. Um, like, it was, like, for me, like, it's so strange to think that, like, people, like, there's no other thing people bond over, like, beverage-wise. Like, no. try to think of, like, like, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I can't picture a single situation where somebody walks up to another somebody and says, oh, that energy drink is amazing. And then they just like <laughs> talk for hours and yep. drink their yeah. energy drinks, right? But drinking beer or even liquor is like such a social thing yeah. that it's become like a crucial part of like so many people's lives. And like for me, yeah. like, like, no, if, like if somebody told me that I was going on a cruise, but I had to be sober the whole time, I couldn't have one sip of a drink. All I could drink was water. 
I might not say yes. Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? Like say that, no too. that's probably, that's like, it's part of, it's part of the experience. And I think that's why for me, like, like, dude, if I'm having really good wings or a really good burger and it's paired with like really good beer, yep. I'm like, okay, this is the experience, you know? That's, I love, I love how you just keep bringing up wings. Cause I think it's hysterical. Oh, I dude, looked at wings. your, yeah. your instagram uh yesterday or was it when did you post two days it? ago yesterday? it was two yeah. days ago yeah and you were just like is this self-care and i was like dude this oh is no that th was three days ago yeah okay yeah you know what's actually funny about that is um is that's smoky bones oh so, really yeah so they're, I, that's I, not even like top top tier no like, it's wings. not that's a chain we're, like but they're good wings like yeah. they're, they're good wings but they're not like honestly the best wings i've had are like pub wings or like like yeah. i said like gastro pub wings you go to a hole in the wall and the wings exactly are just, exactly the, the, beer's, just the, the beer's amazing the yep. wings are amazing exactly yeah. exactly um i feel that but it was nostalgic for me because part of the experience with uh with smoky bones was before i got into the i wasn't i wasn't even 21 at the time i would go there with my band and i remember the last time we went there uh, we went there with, do you remember the band R last night? Yep. yep. So we were, we were recording with them at the time and they were like, okay, we should all just go out for wings and beer. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's do it. And I think it was in, it was in Nashua. It was like yeah, that in Nashua. Nashua smoky bones where you could yep. go play beer pong on a dude. So yeah, exactly. So we went there <laughs> and that was like, oh my, I was like 19 and I was like, yeah. yo, bars are sick. <laughs> I was like, this is dope. Like, like I, I can't drink, but like, this is dope. And that had the wings and like, to be honest, I had like. I was kind of, I never really had like bone in wings. I'd always just yeah. gone for the boneless at like Applebee's. Cause like I was, I was sheltered, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then we go there and I'm like, okay, everybody's dr drunk, having a good time playing beer pong yeah. and, uh, and uh, eating wings. And I ate the wings and I was like, okay, like this is kind of fire. Cause you can mix and match their flavors there. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Like I mixed a dry rub with a Buffalo sauce or whatever. And I was like, okay, this actually, this actually is fire. Dude, and, and uh, that What's that? That's like my biggest thing is like the wings, the day that I grew up and I stopped eating boneless wings yep. and I went for bone in is a game changer. That's what I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking boneless. Bone in is the way to I go. I feel like there's certain sauces that go better with boneless. Oh, hell yeah. Like I feel like uh, to me, like garlic Parmesan is better on boneless. Yeah. But like oh, yeah. you will never catch me eating boneless buffalo wing. Like you just mm -hmm. won't. No, you know what I'm you'll saying? Be, you'll be in a corner, like yeah, just exactly. trying to hide it. I, and if I am, I'm hiding, and I'm. I sh you should probably call a doctor because I was over hungry or something. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So like, you know, uh, what is it? You know, five years later, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm back on the East Coast. Like, what were those wings that I had while I was there? Yeah. And and I was like, you know what? I want those. And and, you... and it honestly it was kind of an underwhelming experience because even though like it's not top tier wings and I haven't really experienced that out here yet because everything's closed, yeah. but I went there and I like, I picked up my order and then actually went over in the same uh, like plaza area. There's a, I don't know if it's a chain. It probably is. I had never heard of it before moving here, but you know, I've only been here for three or just about a month now. Yeah. Um, but it's called total wine. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and that's where I go to get beer. And I was like, okay. Like, so I walked in and I was like, okay, I just went, I got wings in the car. Now I can get like, whatever beers i want yeah and then go home so i the self-care was like okay i got a like six really random beers that i've never heard of that are brewed in virginia <laughs> north carolina and then because i wanted to, exp to experience that and then i brought the wings home and i opened the box dude and there's 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 little uh what do they call them like 
just a little containers of sauce. There's a word for them. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're. Yeah, I don't know the a, scientific yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, but containers of sauce and just wings. And I was like, wait a minute, they didn't spin the wings. So there must be some COVID restriction of or something, because I had just little like things of sauce. Yeah. And then just dry wings. And I was like, wait a minute. So I'm supposed to spin my own. Oh, wings? wait a minute. I thought you hold on. Stop. I yeah. thought you were talking about like buffalo or I mean like blue cheese or ranch. No, no, You're no. You're talking I'm the talking actual... about the buffalo sauce was in a I know. And then uh, this I don't is even bad know radio. They... I'm shaking my head. Yeah. So <laughs> so it had to have been something to do with like maybe COVID or something. I don't know. Dude, that's but insane. The sauces were on the side, and I was like, uh, all right, you know, and they had been sitting in this container for a half hour. Yeah. And I'm like, so oh, no. I'm like, did I just ruin my dinner for tonight? So I went and, you know, I got a bowl in my living room, maybe lost a couple wings along the way. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I spin the wings and it didn't taste exactly how I remembered it. Because, it was, like I said, it was like a dry rub mixed with a sauce. I don't even know yeah. if they did that. Like, I don't know if they mixed it in the same thing. I don't know because they didn't give me a dry rub. Uh, so yeah. I was just like, but whatever. So it was kind of an underwhelming experience. It was still great. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. My my threshold for like, okay, this is these are good wings is fairly low. Yeah. Whereas my threshold for like, yo, these are the best wings I've ever had is really high. You know, so I you know, I don't know. Um, but when when wings, you're back home again, wing yeah. it. Wing it in Portsmouth wing and wing it. There's one in Portsmouth and one somewhere else, dude. I, I just can't even talk about how good these wings are. Wait, wait, so Portsmouth isn't Portsmouth next to Newmarket? Uh I think they're pretty close. Yeah. I think I think you could hit both of them at the same maybe time. Maybe I could do maybe I could do the lollipop forest and the wingets and in the, the same wingets. day. Dude, Imagine. and they have so many friggin' wing flavors. It's it's unreal. Is oh, it like yeah. a restaurant or is it like a takeout? It's a it's place? a restaurant. It's like a super small like restaurant. Okay. But they have um it's like a butchery too. Like they butcher oh. their own like chicken wings. See, I mean that's so. cool because that's dude. Like when I when I hear stuff about that, I'm like, okay, if they've put this much thought into honing in their craft, mm-hmm. unless they're honestly, I could swear, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, unless it. unless they're really fucking up, you cannot <laughs> you cannot like like imagine devoting literally your life to something and yeah. then having it like somebody's gonna tell Just you along the way that it's bad so or something. Mediocre. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Um, when somebody when when there's a place that does stuff like that, I I have respect for it first of all because it's obviously more work and it's more uh, respect to the craft. But like you know, those are gonna be good yeah. because they're making sure that they're good. You know, they're like <laughs> they wouldn't be doing what they were doing. You yeah. know, if 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 all it took was to be good was to just spin it in the right sauce, you know, uh, the all the chains would have figured it out by now. Exactly, and that's that's like the whole thing with like craft beer. Like we said it last yeah. week, it was like if I didn't love what I'm doing or like don't love like the marketing or the content creation, I wouldn't be fucking doing it. I right. wouldn't be sitting here on a podcast on a when or yeah, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wednesday. I wouldn't be sitting, wasting my time on a Wednesday, having a conversation with you or our other craft beer fans, just because I wanted to be mediocre at best. No, right. like, I'm trying to make the best content exactly. I can that's entertaining for people. And it's the same thing with like your crafts and, and what, what you do. So, right. Right. Can you uh, real quick? Can can yeah. you 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 had mentioned something earlier, and I've been thinking about it. You had mentioned something that is that there's like big beer companies, like the big the big dogs that are not craft beer companies yeah. that are tapping into the craft market. Oh yeah, dude. Like, okay, this okay. Is, 
I, I, I would totally get it if you said right now, like, I don't want to talk about it, but no, can you like, can you tell me a few so I can like, cause I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Cause okay. Johnny would shit on macro anyways. Like, we've okay. Had so okay. Many... That's the word macro. <laughs> yeah. We've okay. had so many uh, conversations about it, but like goose Island and Chicago originally um, they were, uh, they were independent. Right. They got bought by, out by somebody. I, yeah, I think they're owned by InBev. So um, okay, uh, so Bud essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the other one? There's one in California. They make. Um, is it Golden Road? Sculpin. Oh, Sculpin. Mm. Okay. Skull. Who the heck is that? Uh, I can't remember. The Sculpin IPA. Dude, I I've drank it so many times. I know. I I can see the name. I it's uh, like starts with an see. R too. Is it? It's not Ballast Point. It is Ballast Point. It is Ballast Point. Okay. Yeah, it's Ballast Point. Ballast Point, I believe, is owned by Macro. Uh, okay. I think InBev as well. That kind of sucks because uh, Ballast Point's kind of good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I know. And that's like yeah. the whole thing. It's like people are like Goose Island and yep. Um, yep. I've gotten a lot of people into like IPAs by being like, oh, Goose IPA is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, it's it's they, everywhere too. It's in every bar. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's why like it's just InBev yeah. being able to to put their stuff everywhere that they can, because obviously they just have that capital to lobby and do all that stuff. But um, yeah. And goose Island IPA is one that I use to help drive people into IPAs and then be like, yo, but you should really try like harpoon IPA. Right. Yeah. Like that's dope. And then people are like, they get a taste for the bitter bitterness of hops or the flavor profiles of IPAs. Excuse me. And then they're just like, you know what? I I should try other stuff. So right. Right. Those are, those are two. I remember, I, I think it was Harpoon, and then there was another one. I want to say that they're New England beers, the, the other one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, it's Shipyard is, right? Shipyard, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think both Harpoon and Shipyard both have a fall seasonal. Uh, like, I, I hate to say it, man. I might, I might get some flack for this, but <laughs> their pumpkin, whoever makes Pumpkinhead, is it Shipyard? Shipyard, yep. That's, one, uh, that's like one of my favorite beers. Yeah. Um, like, what is it called? It's called Pumpkinhead. I think Shipyard it's just, Pumpkinhead. yeah, I think it's Shipyard Pumpkinhead. And if you go yeah. to a bar, they'll put, like, cinnamon around the rim. Yeah. I mean, you don't want, like, your friends looking at you while you do that. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, that was one of my favorite beers to just get and just, like, drink and, like, just one at a time and just play video games. Like, yeah. it was so, like, and now thinking about it, I haven't had anything pumpkin flavored like that since. Um, And I'm like, that's another thing. It'd be just like Smoky Bones where it's like, maybe it's not the best. Yeah. But it makes me remember. It just makes me remember, you know? So I think now that I'm back this way, I'm sure they probably have shipyard in, uh, in California. I just didn't look too hard for it. Yeah. I don't (laughs) don't know how far it goes out. I don't know what their distribution reaches, but, um, yeah, when it comes time for fall, probably next month, it's going to start. You'll start seeing pumpkin beers. Yeah. Uh, Southern grist apparently has an amazing one. I'm not too big on the pumpkins, so I don't go after it. But realistically, dude, and I say this all the time: you drink what you drink, what you like to drink. Like, dude, totally, it man. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it's about. Yeah. Maybe I'll dunk on you for whatever you're drinking, but like, realistically, my yeah. opinion is like, it's a mouse. Like, it right. doesn't matter. Totally, I'm totally. Not, I'm yeah. not gonna bite. And I could just bring up the 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 frozen drinks on, on the ship. You know <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you got the you got the blackmail on me now. Go back to your margarita, dude. <laughs> All right, that's fine by me. I don't care about that. Throw me on a boat. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Throw me on yeah, a boat right. in the middle of the Sun ocean. Sun hat right on. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, man. So 
we've talked a lot about beer. We've definitely talked a lot about wings, which yep. I love both of those. You love both of those. Yeah. yeah. But um, obviously, let's talk about a little bit of, about you and like your craft. So let's let's talk about the hustle of you. So um, okay. obviously, we talked about the starts in music. Um, well, a little bit about that. But is there anything like deeper that you want to dive into in, in your music and kind of where you all started? Yeah, I mean, uh, it started with the band. I mean, obviously, I was in like I was doing like metal stuff earlier on and Mm -hmm. that like drastically changed although this is like not an uncommon thing like where like the metal guys go to like pop commercial pop music like it's not that different for some reason like i don't know for some reason i I always met like people in the pop industry that were like yeah i used to be in a metal band and i was like okay so this isn't that weird (laughs) um but uh yeah i mean uh, after after being in the band and moving to la I, i graduated with a degree that you know the only thing it taught me was really like self-discipline which i'm like super grateful for like everybody says like you know don't go to college like for a creative industry because because you know it's not going to get you a job and it's like it's the total truth man but like Mm -hmm. i didn't get the discipline or the connections that i would have gotten anywhere else like it just like i would have still been you know eating pizza rolls and making 15 second beats and then closing the program and going to play runescape you know what I'm saying? Like I, I would have, I would have still been doing that. And then once I really was like, got the discipline through school to like sit down and and really work on, like school was like at that point like it, like maybe not all people see it as this, but like I was surrounded by so many peers that were creatively talented that it motivated me to be like, okay, like I have to stand out somehow. Yeah. Like if I'm not the most talented musically in the room, I have to be the hardest worker. Yeah. And that was like my 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 theory behind like like how really any of my success has happened was just because I was willing to have that self-discipline to sit, sit down and just make sure the work was done um, and stand out. So that discipline, honestly, like, dude, I, I think it, that mixed with luck, like just being yeah. in the right place at the right time. Um, I was working with, you know, I actually dropped out of college because I had a full-time job where they were like sending me to London to work. Like it was crazy. Oh, um, and I did a record with, uh, uh, I, I and I was I guess I was late to the party, but the the song had mostly already been done, um, but just needed final touches and like some revisions and things like that. But I did a song with Sia and Labyrinth and Diplo, oh, um, yeah. like like I guess almost two years ago now, um, and it was like this new thing, like it was their new project, so like we didn't really know how it was gonna go. Yeah. And like I said, I like like my second week, I'm working with this guy. I'm in the room with Sia and like all the like just crazy stuff, dude. And then. The song comes out and it gets licensed for like an Apple ad, like a Samsung ad and like all this stuff. And your name's on it. Yeah, and my name's on it. So I'm just like, okay, like this is this is working, you know? Yeah, like this dude. is good. And then uh you know, after some time, like I guess I'm telling you my whole story here. I'll try and like No, it's good. No, uh, keep going. Uh but after some time working with Labyrinth, he's from the UK. So like I was doing a lot of traveling and it was I mean, it was like just like any like if you were I was on retainer with that artist with that mm-hmm. artist. So like like it was basically like, hey, we put we give you this much money. It's a full time job, but like you have to answer the phone. Like yeah. if we call, and we need something. Like it's just how it is. Like just the same as if their manager called them or if the yeah. label called them. You know, it's all this 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 hierarchy of things. But it was the best experience, man. Like just such wholesome, awesome people, and uh, it really opened my eyes to like what the commercial industry is like. Seeing like what happens outside of the camp part that I was in. Like being with them made me realize that like it's extremely creatively stimulating, but like on the outside, there's like huge expectations for like on both the creative side and like the technical side. 
for sure. Um, which I'm sure like it's with any industry like that. But um, and uh, eventually I ended up uh parting ways. But I parted ways because I had an uh an offer from a publisher out in L.A. Um, and they were like, hey, like we write songs for TV and uh TV and film, and they had written songs for Spider Man. They had done all the music for Pitch Perfect and all this stuff. And they're like, hey, we want you to work with us. And I was like, okay. And they offered me a salary and they're like, please come work with us. Um, and I knew somebody else there. Um, and it was just really enlightening. So I, I ended up going there uh, because I had worked. I, it's so strange, dude. I had worked with a girl there who was the voice of Barbie, like the singing voice of Barbie. Are you serious? And she was, a, she was an employee there. It was like, you're employee, but you're talent. Like we go to yeah. the studio every day, like nine to five. Like it was like so strange. It was like, okay. So I'm going from working with, you know, top 40 artists who like, they call me at 3 a.m. and say, hey, yep. we need to go to the studio because yep. this is this needs to be done tomorrow. Like, it's just how it is. Yep. Whereas this place is like, yeah, it's 9 to 5. And I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. And that was <laughs> right around when I started doing, like, content creation. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, so I was like, okay. So I, I took that opportunity, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this. And then from there, I think, like, two weeks in, I had gotten my first placement in, I think it was a uh, – it was a it was a series called in the dark it's on netflix now it wasn't back yeah. then um, actually my girlfriend was just watching that oh yeah she, yeah she, she just of, finished like the two uh the two seasons or whatever they have yeah yeah at the the episode 12 which is the last episode of season one the yeah. closing song is me yeah i think i i remember you yeah. posting that yeah. on instagram i was like, I was like yo was, luke this is sick dude yeah and and uh so that was really cool and like that was kind of like my exposure to like wow like this is like a really cool thing. Like this yeah. is like, I, I love movies. I love TV. And this is a side of music that is like more formal, I guess you could say. Yeah. Although it's, it's still demanding. Um, you're working on the clocks of movie people, which are yeah. typically like they work the day and then they go home. Yeah. You know, whereas like music people, I'm dude, I'm telling you like top 40 music, like pop people, they will do anything like they have to do anything to adapt, like even time wise. Yeah. Like I didn't even like the last time I went to London, um, I was told I was going to where was it like Milwaukee or something. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get like a cabin outside of Milwaukee <laughs> and we're going to write an album. I was like, all right. And then they call me and they're like, hey, do you have like a criminal record? I was like, no. Like, so you can get into the UK. I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, all right, <laughs> you leave tomorrow. I was like, okay, uh, I oh guess I'm, God. you know, and I was there for three weeks. So you're so just like, like bouncing all around. Exactly. So like for me, that was like, like, although it was amazing, uh, like the experience and I'm so grateful for it. And um, I essentially was just like under the wing of just like amazing people who gave me so much opportunity. Yeah. Um, I ended up going with the the new job, which is a more formal nine to five, yeah. um, which I actually stopped working. Like I, I stopped working with them. I mean, I guess I technically still do just like time to time, but I, I stopped being a full-time employee in November and like, mm. because it's like we write music and then it gets thrown in the catalog and not touched for years at a time or whatever. Like, I just found out that a song I did in October of last year, like we just found out today that it's in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the new movie. The oh new yeah. Movie. I saw you post that. Today. Yeah. And I was like, wait, too, wait, dude. like a song that like, it's always the ones that like just get kind of thrown aside, you know? Yeah. Um, so like that which song again is, is that I what, saw you post it. Can you say which song it is? Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's by a group called Spilled Milk. So it's it's the rapper Beatnet and the rapper yep. Relay. They came together and branded as Spilt Milk. 
Um, and it was like a, a, I feel like at first it was kind of like a joke project. Yeah. Like their, I feel like their first song was just like, like at first, like the it had like one of those like rapper calls, like the beat calls, and it was just like yep. a baby saying like spilt milky. It was like <laughs> it was like so, such a weird thing. Um, but the songs are awesome because they're yeah. both extremely talented people. So, um, yeah. So the song we just found out today, uh, which is crazy because like I said, it's like these things happen. Like I haven't even had contact with some of these people in like months. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, like it's like, okay, yeah, we did it. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is great. This is great. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, you know, I still do that stuff time to time. And uh, yeah. I've been doing a lot of music for other content creators uh, yeah. like myself recently. And I've just been so much happier, man. Like, it's just yeah. it's so much less demanding. And, nice and that's sit at home. That's like what I, when you, when you had started talking about the traveling and, and even like, with anchor lines and stuff like that i mean we were we met each other in a the dingy roccos like up in manchester like who could forget but that that's what like you guys were growing up around i didn't get up there until until college but then with anchor lines and uh you were you were already working hard because people were noticing you and obviously you're you were moving moving that way and then the huge jump to LA. So like with that, like that's got to be a lonely experience. Like having oh, to go to LA, yeah. like not knowing anyone and then dropping out of school or trying to compete with your peers, be the hardest worker in the room. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's paid off with the the things you've done. Right. Um, but then I have to imagine that going from LA to London and to Milwaukee and all yeah. these places, it's, it's gotta be a little lonely. Like, it, yeah, I mean, on that, call with these people. Right. Right. That was really it, man. Like, uh, I think the realization came when like, it, honestly, I think, I, I think I would still be in the same situation as I was then if I hadn't actually sat down and said, Hey, what else besides music do I like to do? Yeah. And at the time, like, I had already, I had streamed on Twitch when I lived in New Hampshire just to try it. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, this seems cool. And like, one of my friends was like, dude, you need to do this. You have a personality. Like, you can do this. Like, you sound like you have a radio voice, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it. And at the time, it wasn't a big thing. Like, nobody really knew about it. Like, nobody understood the idea that people would want to watch somebody else play video games. Yeah. Um, And now it's a whole, it's a whole new form of entertainment. right, Right. Right. And so, so like everybody else, you know, I had, I had, uh, I had known about it in the, in the past because, you know, I went to NHTI in New Hampshire for computer science. So I was like yep. computer savvy. I built my own computer, a gaming computer. So gaming was like my other passion. But at the time where I was, you know, traveling to London and, uh, you know, just like last minute traveling everywhere, my time to game was like, like that thing wouldn't be turned on for months at a time, you know, yeah. like, and, uh, it came down to the point where I was like, you know what, like a nine to five sounds great because i can at five o'clock i know i'm gonna come home and i could drink have a drink and not worry about having to drive anywhere and i could play video games with my friends and that was around the same time i started twitch again and it was like right before ninja like broke records and like everybody knew about twitch at that point right yeah um and so right around that time like music was my thing but then like i was watching twitch blossom and i was like you know what like i love this Like this culture to me is just as fascinating as music was before, like while I was learning about the music uh, industry and it still is like it to me, like I have a love for music and, and, and it will always be something that I do, but 
like my grind that like being the best in the room or or even if i'm not the most talented just doing something that sets me apart from others is something that i'm doing now in the content creation world because yep. i understand that it's it's completely oversaturated as yep. any desirable industry is, right? Absolutely. Um, beer is beer is super oversaturated. Exactly. I, know, I, I can't I know imagine exactly trying to about. like open a brewery right now. Like yeah, it's just like it'd be almost impossible. How would you impossible. how would you start? Because like not only the thing is 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 like for me like starting music, it's a creative thing, and now with technology, you could literally start a uh, start a you know a brand and a or an artist. Uh, on a laptop, right? Bro- Brockhampton, if you want to talk about exactly, them, exactly, like, right? Dudes from all around the country, right? Yeah, all around it, the world. It's crazy, man, and it, and it's and and see, that's like a that's like a, a collective thing that became really big, and it's obvious why it did. And now yeah. I'm thinking about like, okay, how would I if I were to start a brewery right now or a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? And I had the best food or the best beer. It's like, how do I stand out? above the rich guy you know two towns over who has way more money money than me but doesn't care about what the beer tastes like or you know what i'm saying it's like uh because with the right pr like i said the the whole la thing dude is like somebody could be like oh like we have ice cream and it's it's you know uh, like charcoal ice cream is a thing and it has health benefits or whatever but like (laughs) like oh we have black we have the black ice cream here and that gets all the pr and then the you know the 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 people who make the ice cream on point and don't you know food diet or whatever are thrown to the dirt because this person put a half a million dollars into advertising yeah. and now their storefront is popping off or this brewery you know is funded by Bud Light or you know what I'm saying or Budweiser yeah, so it's you. just like so I don't know man like I think about that all the time I'm like I have it kind of easy doing the things that I do although they are hard to break into there is no immediate risk for like failure yeah you know like for me like if if this stuff doesn't work out like so what i you know i bought a gaming computer and i have a camera and i have a microphone which i would have had anyways because i was working in music it's whatever (laughs) or with music it's like okay i still love to do it right but i just can't imagine like if you were like in the current climate of the world if you're just like you know what i am passionate about food how do you get the money? Because it's not only just like the, the the storefront or anything like that. It's like you got to get all the permits and like all this stuff. It's like you have to you have to be like ready for that. And like, yeah. how do you be ready for that? You know what I'm saying? Exactly, and that's it's that's crazy. the toughest part. But yeah, like like you said, you've got to work with some some cool people. You've got to see that grind of um, of working hard um, and and how it pays off. Like right. like you said, see a Diplo like. If I have to say that name and whoever's listening to this podcast is like, who? Like, yeah. just go on Google and, yeah. and make sure, like, you know <laughs> yeah. who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like, you get to see those people's work ethics. Obviously, yeah. your work ethic took you that far. Right. So the hustle is there. Like, you right. have that innate, like, hustle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. exactly. And now, now with Twitch, like, you're grinding out Twitch. Like, you're, yeah. And which is super cool because I've always been fascinated with Twitch. I did it a little while while I was laid off a few years ago. Yep. And um, you're really developing your follower base. You're yeah. you're a Twitch. What is it? Affiliate now? Or... Uh, yeah, I'm affiliate. I have I reached the the threshold for partner, but I've been denied a few times. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to maintain like the numbers, but like I said, man, like it's it's the discipline. Like like for me, like 
I'm not, I'm in no rush to get the partner status. And for the people listening, like it's not, there's not really inherently any difference between being a partner and affiliate. Like yeah. really there's not at all. Yeah. Like, it's just like kind of, they put a check Mark, uh, but legally and, you know, monetization wise, there are very little differences. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, if, if it was like this big thing, I would be like, okay, like I want this so bad. This is my goal. But like, like for me, like getting a check mark next to my name and nothing else is not a goal. Like it's, yeah. it's just not like, like yeah. what you're saying is like, you know, like, like building a community and like just putting in the work in that sense is way more important. Um, and, and kind of like to me anyways, um, and to which is something that I've only kind of seen upward. Like there's really never been a plateau. Like it's, no. it's like, it's like one of those things where like you put in the work and you care about what you do enough to be self-critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're going to succeed. Like whether yeah. it be, you know, a year from now or eight years from now, it's like, that's just the difference, you know? Yeah. But if and you that- love something, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, so for people that aren't aware, because obviously we're craft beer and gambling, but yeah, um, Twitch is a is a platform in which you can showcase yourself playing video games and it's a form of entertainment. Um, a lot of people will know that some people won't. But yeah, yeah. Um, with your Twitch, you've built a great community. Like I'm in your discord. Like, obviously, I'm uh, I'm in there every so often when yep. I'm not doing like my beer stuff. Um, and your community is is super on board with what you're doing. And yeah. it's the same thing with beer in the sense that, or even nowadays when you're talking about what's going to set you apart as a restaurant, what's going right. to set you apart as a brewery, a uh, musical artist, or even a, a Twitch streamer. And it's that community. It's those yeah. people that are going to back you and the brand you totally. built. Yeah. And, and you're really doing a great job at that community. The community loves you. Yeah, they love dude. chatting with you and you're super interactive with them as well. So if, if you, if you focus on nurturing and, and really just like what it is like to me, like people always talk about like for, uh, you know, networking is a huge thing, right? It is. Mm-hmm. And, I hate the word networking, although like yeah. there's no reason to hate it. Like it, it is what it is. But for me, like ne- when people say networking in like the content creator space, and we talked about this a little bit ago, is like like business cards, right? Yeah. Like instead of like like somebody giving you their business card and being like, oh yeah, check out what I do. Like to me, like that has always kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Like somebody just shoving a business card in my hand and being, yeah, just check out what I do. It's like, why? Why would I like, why would I do that? You have to give me some sort of reason. Like maybe if I know who you are and, or I know, like, I know your story, you've talked to me, like I'm super excited. Like there has to be some sort of establishment of rapport or like an establishment of community, whether it be like, Hey, you're my homie now. Or like, Hey, like you have a beer place in Maine and I'm from New Hampshire and we're in Miami. Like, like that's kind of like a, that that to me like that is a uh uh the healthiest way to network and like for me um with twitch it's like there are so many people that come and go they're just it's just how it is right they come and go but like a lot of the time it's like i really only focus on the people that i know truly care about what i'm doing because as long as i care about those people i know that i'm always on track to yeah. doing what i want to do you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. those people are kind of my guide to be the content creator that I want to be because they know better than anyone else. You know, like yeah. Twitch is such an oversaturated platform where like like people can think that they can spend 
a bunch of money on a PC and have a really nice camera. And, and because they have that, people will rock with them. And it's like, no, people don't care about that. They literally don't. Yeah. Like, that's just added bonus. But if you provide a good product or a good service or a good whatever and a sense of community for people to really, like, uh, be living the culture in which you, like, represent, yeah. that's the only reason that's the only way to stay afloat you know yeah. and i can imagine as like a beer startup or like a even like a food a restaurant startup you have to have the same attitude you have to be like yeah. okay you know i may not have the best fries in or the best beer in the state it's just it's just not how it is but if i make it appealing to somebody because there's a sense of community or or culture adapted to it um and attached to it then i think i think you're gonna go hell of a lot farther than anybody else if you rock with that and that's like your mission to the yeah, end for right sure. for sure um because like i said like the consumer or the the customer or whatever they know they know better yeah. than any, oh, any yeah. of us do they you know so like it. right right and so being in a space where i'm constantly like literally every second i'm looking over because it's a live chat i don't know if you know if you don't know what twitch is it's like they people can chat with you as you're gaming or as you're doing whatever and so when I look over and I see, you know, people giving effectively active feedback, I can tell when someone's bored, I can tell when somebody's having a good time and I can feed off that. And it's just like, I can imagine like being a comedian is the same way. It's like you oh, feed yeah. off the crowd um, and all this stuff. And so having that sort of like uh, moral guide to your craft, I think is so important, man. That For mixed sure. with like the, I guess it's like a form of self-discipline where you're like a self-criticism or like, Hey, I might think this is cool, but nobody else is going to think this is cool. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can come to terms with that, which I guess is kind of like the creative ego, I think is what controls that. Um, you know, then I think, then I think you'll do better. Like, like if you were a, a beer person, you're like, you know what? I'm going to make it the most hop flavored beer that anyone's ever tasted because I want to be the guy known as the guy who makes the most hoppy beer in the world. It's like, I'm gonna be honest, dude. Nobody's gonna want that. No. You know, it's like <laughs> this, you might think that's sucks. cool, but that shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, uh I don't know. I, I no no no. I I agree completely with you. And I uh, I liked a lot of stuff like you were saying and like you touched on because even with myself and the brand I'm trying to build with like my own Instagram or with the craft beer hustlers, we were right. trying to achieve that community. And obviously we're starting small and it's like Twitch where you have to start super saturated, but you have to start grassroots. Yeah. And there's yeah. not a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, private interest that's in it yet. Yeah. Twitch yeah. obviously at the high end there is, but with like craft beer and stuff like that, we don't have breweries that are, constantly trying to uh sponsor people and and right, have them be right. the, the crowning thing um and that just that's just because craft beer is a community in itself with the breweries talking to each other yeah but i think there's a lot of people that are just chasing the likes they're chasing the check mark and right. they're missing the complete mark it's right. not about that it's yeah right right developing promoting and carrying that community or carrying that industry on further Right. Like with craft beer, I want to push breweries to be like, to have my little voice be like, look, like you're doing this and that's cool and that's awesome. But like your business practices are fucked up here, here, and here. Yeah. So I'm not going to support you. And then the rest of the industry looks and goes, you know what? That's stuff we shouldn't do. Yeah. And just push it further along. Right. And right. Right. 
how do you think how do you think like because obviously probably one of the biggest uh honestly i would i would say it's probably at least in the top three um like form of like influencer marketing or or um you know sponsorship is Mm. in food like fine dining right like you see there are people like uh like the food god right I think I yeah. like I listened to him on a podcast. Now obviously I wasn't really a fan of the guy. No, yes, yeah. um, you <laughs> know, but I'm not taking any. <laughs> yeah, but but what he does is like a really cool concept. It's yeah. like he travels around and tries people's food because they want him to. You yeah. know, whereas like there's somebody like Gordon Ramsay who does like the shows based on it. You may yeah. not want him trying your food, you know, no. based no. on common denominators of all the experiences, but <laughs> the, I don't, the I don't Twitter, know. The Twitter reviews are the best. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, but to be honest, like, I'm, I'm in the same mindset as you. Like, originally, I was like, you know what? Opening a brewery would be awesome. And yeah. it still is to me. But I see such as saturated craft as craft beer is, the marketing isn't. Because these yeah. guys are coming in as creatives and creative scientists i pretty much call them creating these beers but they're not marketing people right and if gordon ramsay or anthony bourdain or guy fieri like if these guys can make shows about food yeah there's a fucking segment for shows about beer right they're doing the same thing yeah that community exists it does yeah the thing is 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 people haven't uh no pun intended tapped into that market yet you know so it's just like um i think it's coming man and i think i think for you like like I, I, and I hope it does because like, it's an important part of my life. And like, if it did, I know that obviously there would be risks of uh, capitalism on the, you know, the very yeah. top end of, of the industry. Um, but uh, at the same time, the culture at us much like, like what you're saying, like the creators, like there are breweries in which like, it's a guy fresh out of college who has a, you know, accounting degree. Who's just like, you know yeah. what? I don't want to do accounting. I want to do beer. Yeah. You know? And like and those so many stories, right? Exactly, and and those stories are just as inspiring as like the, the uh the restaurant stories. And to yeah. me, like I know that beer beer culture is is definitely evolving because yeah, before I moved away from New Hampshire, like there wasn't many, there wasn't much to work with for beer there. Like yeah. there wasn't one of my favorite bars, and I I'm hoping they're still open. Uh, and if you tell me that they're closed, I'm gonna be honestly sad. In Manchester, I don't know how often you go there. No, I don't go too okay. often. But later there's on a me. there's a place called Strange Brew. And I think Strange a, Brew is still around. Okay, they have a huge selection of beer and just great food. And like to me, like, like that 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 culture needs to have. Like maybe it's more important to me than like the average Joe, right? Like for me, I'm like the experience for me. Like I t- I say this to my girlfriend probably far too many times. I'm like, you know what gives me like the hot like. It's like a hit of dopamine, dude. Like I like I hate to bring up wings again or like wings and yeah. a good burger and then a good beer. I'm like, yo, my day has been made. Yeah. You sure. know, I'm like, this is like, this is what I this is what life is about. Just like this joy right here. And but I know that like, other people feel it. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, what what else what else can you do? Like if you have good again, if you have good fe- good food, yeah. good beer. Yeah, you're gonna have good people around you. You're gonna have friends around you to have right, conversations, right. to have yeah. that good time. So yeah. I agree with that. There's influencer marketing around that. You're early I, to the game, so just I, just keep on keeping on. Dude. Keep that self discipline. You know, I'm trying to grind it out and make yeah. sure that my voice slowly but surely gets heard. And it will. Yeah. I I mean that's kind of the end goal. I haven't yeah. I haven't voiced that a lot, but like being able to do 
content creation in the sense of either whether it's mini webisodes or even yeah. getting on Vice, like some of their beer shows that they've done. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. do stuff like yeah. that. That would be Hon- so honestly, cool. like you kind of have like I, 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 it's I guess it's like yes and no. Like at a certain to a certain extent, you kind of already have that resource at your fingertips. Like you, you could essentially be like, hey, and I'm sure you probably already have a YouTube channel. Right? I I do. I just haven't used it yet. Okay, I'm trying so, to figure so, out. Content so hear me out. Hear me out. This is like the. This is like the, this is what I would do, right? But you don't have to listen to me. Uh, for me, like, I'm saying, like, what if what if you did, like, beer tastings? Like, kind of what we talked about, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think we talked about, like, the thing that we're going to do, which is fine. We can talk about it. Yeah. Um, like, recycling it to YouTube. Yeah. Like, people would love to hear, especially if you have, and I think you have, like, an, a more exquisite, like, uh, like, I'm going to be honest, like they're like, I had to ask somebody what the, what malty tasted like. Cause I was like, I <laughs> don't even know what that word means. Like I see it on stuff, but yeah. I feel like you have a more exquisite, like pal in a way of describing things. I, I and... wouldn't fucking agree with that one. Wait, really? <laughs> I, okay. So, uh, I, I, I'm more honed in to okay. flavors, but okay. there's a, there's a lot more people that are more honed into right. even deeper than what I can do. Right. So. Right. And sometimes, sometimes there's a place in which it's like, Okay, like put the pinky back down. You're drinking yeah. beer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. and that's how I feel. And it like to me, like uh I feel like if you built your brand, which you already have, like you have yeah. you have the branding of like of yeah, I'm the beer guy. But mm-hmm. like and now like talking to you, it's like okay, like you get the same joys that I do. Restaurants and and breweries would love to have that energy and be like, okay, just make a YouTube video. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's your and start. That's that. That's what becomes that comes before Vice, and then yeah. get this. Then you're the guy that's doing it on YouTube weekly because you're around a trillion breweries, right? You're the yep. guy that's doing it weekly, and then, and then, it, and then, uh, Gordon Ramsay is like, you know what, I'm gonna do this, and then it blows up, and then, and then you're the guy, and then you're the guy yeah. that does the, the beer, and the it. you know what I'm saying. So I got like, you. even if you, even if he doesn't see it because you do it, it's like, yeah, it's like. A lot of Twitch streamers blew up because Ninja blew up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, and they were on the radar of, right, right. of these people. Or yeah, they, the concept was on the radar. Right. And there's not anybody There's not anybody that drinks beer. That I, 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 there's not one person that loves beer that I could walk up to and be like, even if they're like, yeah, I drink like a, a 30 rack of Bud Light a day. <laughs> yeah. If I walked up to them and said, hey, do you love good beer and food? They'd say, fucking obviously you know like you know <laughs> yeah. it's like well why would i say no to that yeah um and what they you know classify as good or bad beer or a good or bad food experience uh is up to them but uh, yeah exactly uh, at this point as all point, subjective right it's all subjective but there is a there is a craft behind it and that's what you're working sure. on and that's why that's i think in showcasing that craft exactly exactly man like there are people that live and breathe this shit and yep. and it, it's honorable at this point because nobody's live or believe like live or breathing it for the clout because the clout no. doesn't exist no there's no clout for it there's like, li- that's what i'm saying it's like it's like the people that are doing it and are actually doing it and uh, put every ounce of their effort or beliefs into making it happen are the people that are gonna have the give the best experience like it's just yeah. how it is because like yeah like like i said like once the if, if gordon ramsay were to start doing like brewery like you know reviews and going to the i mean that'd be kind of scary to be honest but yeah, I've, i think <laughs> yeah. like a brewer a brewer would be like first things first gordon what yeah. the fuck are you doing here yeah. second thing like 
Uh, plus, oh does, shit! Yeah. Like, <laughs> how does Gordon work after two beers, dude? I don't, I don't know. know. You know, he's, I don't know. He's starting to fall over. At yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the same sense, you know, like once you know, once something happens and the money's there, like people will follow, yep. and that's that's the risks. But if even as a consumer like myself, like I'm not about to go open a brewery, right? Even as no. a consumer, I can tell. I can yeah. tell when somebody cares. You know what I'm saying? Or I can tell when uh, a company cares. Because the the experience is just good, yeah. You know, because you can't mask an, a good experience with a shit ton of people in the restaurant. You just can't. No. And, you know, and you can't. You also can't mask it with, with PR. You just can't. Yeah. Like, there's. I can't. I can't tell you how many times, how many times I've it, honestly been swindled. Exactly, just been swindled, or like, or like, you know, I've tried something and I've just been like, you know what, like, this is not. This is not like an experience. Like to me. Yeah. Is like maybe not to everybody, but to me, like eating and drinking is a social and I don't know, like I I don't want to say spiritual experience, but like, no. but dude, I, can, I literally you're, feel you're a part of a community. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel when I when I have good food and good beer and I'm surrounded by my friends, that is the best experience. I had my birthday last year and I did this year too, but it was like COVID had just like started, so like yeah. things were a little bit crazy. Um, yep. There's a restaurant in, in California in Hollywood called The Fat Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in North Hollywood, actually. Um, but uh, it's a gastro pub, so they have like a chef who does like you know pork belly sandwiches and like like it's stuff like that. Dude. And <laughs> amazing wings where it's like the whole ass wing, not just like it's the weirdest oh, thing. Oh, just dude. not the, the yeah. It's like the, the it's like a whole the... ass wing. It's like Jeez. you know, it's like oh. eight inches long. And then like, but dude, that like that experience to me. I would go to that restaurant. Like anytime friends came from the East coast to go there, I would take them there because the experience yeah. was good. The vibe was good. It was like, you were sitting outside. The tables were made out of wood. Uh, you know, like it was just, I, it was such count, a good experience. Count me in. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, like, exactly. Like my bag. Yeah. Jeff from, uh, from my old band anchor lines actually came to visit recently. And we like dogged a bunch of food and stuff. <laughs> um, and they have a great beer selection and like, it's all like it, you know, you know, you know, it's a great place if their beer menu like rotates cons- like yeah. very consistently. Yeah, because they're Cause like you, you know, know it's getting fresh beer. Exactly, like, that's coming. It's through fresh. The line. It's fresh beer, and you can tell that they're interested in in just like the culture of beer and how it yep. pairs with food. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. like, uh, and that's why I thought it was fascinating that this barbecue place, um, I can't even remember the name of it, uh, but amazing barbecue, um, the, out here in Virginia, uh, they have like the seasonal beer, and I was like, how, like how do I get this when yeah. it's not available anywhere else? It's like. It's like no, it's like we have this because it pairs well with everything. This, this, and this, Weirdly yeah. enough, coffee porter t- tastes it's that very smoke, good with that pork. smokiness. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, yeah, anything smoky, like even just like a yeah. brown ale, you know? Like, oh yeah, just, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Know? Browns, are, browns are the browns are the bag. I don't yeah. drink enough browns. I got to drink more browns. Yeah, dang yeah. it, dang it, Luke. <laughs> I had I had one yesterday that was really good, but I, I think uh, uh, maybe maybe once this COVID stuff, you know, what we should do. Uh, next time I come up there to visit, I'll yeah. I'll grab six Virginia exclusive beers and I'm gonna bring them to For you. Sure. And you give me six new like I guess I can do exclusive that. is not the way to new say England it. brews. Yeah, it's weird, but I like uh, yeah, Northeast brews. Yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. I can That'd do be that. Awesome. I can do that for you. Yeah. All right. So we've been we've been on for about an hour now. Um, with that, we'll we'll start to wrap it up. So with my final question, because I am super interested in this, like yep. Like you said, two weeks in after working with 
this company you're working with these big huge names so yep. i want to know your crowning achievement of music and your crowning achievement that's thus far on twitch okay um hmm i think my crowning achievement in music it's it's kind of like it's kind of hard I want to say just because I'm like on a high today from figuring out that you know we have a song in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because yeah. I it's well it's a remake of one and two and I, mm -hmm. those are the, like the two that I played like religiously yeah but my friends you know? are going nuts for that game too yeah like, no I'm, I, dude I'm I, I, literally the, the the demo comes out on the 14th and and I'm in <sighs> shit I didn't even know that yeah yeah it's like coming out soon dude um I want to say that's it but uh in the movie Shaft the newest one yeah Samuel L Jackson uh cuts my singing off and what he says is only uh, not even white people listen to this shit that's what he says <laughs> like it was like that was going in going into it going into it it was like hey we need something that sounds like like just like overproduced pop like like <laughs> they they mentioned like ed sheeran i think ed sheeran is like super talented but yeah uh the song was supposed to be in that vein and so i wrote the song in my bedroom on a hundred dollar mic I recorded it on uh, early on, earlier on, and uh, it got placed in Shaft, and it, they, it made it into the movie where Samuel L. Jackson roasts me in like the Samuel L. Jackson way. It's amazing, dude. Did you so know that, that was gonna happen? Uh, I didn't know he was gonna roast me, but I know it was supposed to be like cringy. That's awesome. And it wasn't like cringy, <laughs> but it was like it was like exactly what you'd expect when turning on like the radio, and it was like yeah. over because like Is he's, it your it, vocals too. It is, yeah. Oh, so it's my geez. vocals. Yeah, that's another thing. Is like a lot of the so times I'll write something and then it'll be re-recorded. Yeah. But this one, it was just like it was like in and out in a day. So they were like, "Oh, just we'll just use your voice, like whatever." <laughs> um, and I was like, "Okay." So my voice made it into that. He roasts me, um, but then it also makes the soundtrack. <laughs> just like the oh weirdest. Oh my god! Like, oh, I do remember you saying yeah, that too. Yeah. So it made the soundtrack too. So I, I honestly, that was that's probably a a career top. That one has like because I wrote the song. Uh, I think has more of a place in my heart than yeah. the Tony Hawk song because I didn't write that one. I just yeah. did some like, like it was recorded and then I mixed and then like did some production stuff just to make it dazzle like a radio song. Yeah. Uh, which is like what uh, predominantly I do a lot of that now um, where it's like, okay, the song doesn't sound done. How do we make it sound done? And you know, yeah. then release it. And that's kind of where I came in yeah. and, uh, and that's where I played at this part. But like to have a song in, essentially a game that exposed me to music like dude like goldfinger like yeah dude, that was like, like my start and like dude we i was were, we were part of the same scene for yeah, a little yeah, bit of time so yeah, 100%. I, know, I, yeah. I feel that i feel that 110 percent. yeah yeah so i think uh i think that might be the one that is like i'm the most proud of even though mm -hmm. i like i shouldn't be because it's like kind of my friend's nah, victory and i kind of i just took a i took a hand in it but just like the the background of like what like thinking back i was like dude like i was listening to like only eminem and like <laughs> you know until and then i played tony hawk's pro skater and i was like okay i'm listening to goldfinger okay like i found mxpx it's like blink 182 yep. and then now i have them tattooed on my arm and it's like okay yep. you know like that's, there's, a, that's huge that's yeah huge. yeah so you for me it's that. like you know what like this is this means a lot more to me than just like you know you know a paycheck or or you know a placement in a, a game or a movie or whatever you know yeah. so it has I, like a, I, a lot of sentimental value i guess i got that it's just like the smoky bone wings yeah dude that's what i'm saying and it's nostalgic <laughs> we've, we, yeah. we've actually we've touched nostal nostalgic experiences uh a 
few times here. I like it. Yeah, well, that's good. That's that's what it's all about. Perfect before I and, come uh, to <laughs> And with Twitch, what do you, what's kind of been the, the best thing you've done with oh, Twitch? Oh, that's an even harder one. Um, damn, dude. Honestly, like, because it's been, like, a slow but, like, upward crawl, I think some of the, like, the most enlightening and, like, proud moments are, like, are like when I do like community events or like okay actually you know what we did we did a a two hour charity stream, um as part of the team that I'm I'm with like an esports team, mm-hmm. um, and the whole thing ended up going twenty four hours because it was me and a bunch of other creators but, um we ended up raising over ten thousand dollars. That's fantastic. Yeah, and That's it was for sick. it was it was right when COVID I think it was in like March was it in March? Yeah, uh, I think we did it. Um, and it was right when COVID was like starting and I was like, and it, it honestly, I got laid off at the same time, like production and music for film stopped because film stopped. Film stopped. Yeah. yeah like nobody could go on film sets because of everything going on. And, uh, and so it, it hit home for me, man. It was like, okay, we're going to offer relief to people who can't like, I applied for unemployment dude, and I couldn't get it. Like, yeah. They just denied me. They were like, okay, you're eligible, but for $0 a week, I was like, okay, yeah. so I'm not eligible, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, you know, so I don't know, but, um, uh, but that was a really cool experience. I was like, you know what? Like, this means a lot to me. And we did it. Um, I think in, in the two hours that I was on, we raised over $1,600 or $1,500. Yeah. Dude, that's um, sick. And then as a whole, that's, our that's team a raised. testament to your, to your community as well. Right, like, right. Dude, and, and it's, you know, like, they knew that they weren't supporting me. Like, they yeah. knew it was just something that I believed in. Um, and there was some influence there that said, Hey, this matters to me. And I think it should matter to you. And then it was like, if you have the means to give anything, just do it. And then yeah. people that had never supported me as a streamer are like, yo, here's a hundred bucks, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel this. Like, and I was like, at that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, this is right. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's not about, it's not about like, Hey, Hey, you know, how many people are subbed to you or how many people are following you? How many, none of that. It's like, what influence do you have and what what do you, what does what you're say you say when you're being broadcasted on the internet in front of plenty of people say when you are you know what i'm saying when you when you're talking about something you believe in bro i talk yeah. about like poop and farts all the time like, that's my <laughs> thing right and then, and then i'm like you know what poop and farts uh and by the way guys uh covid19 is hitting and like all this stuff and then people were like just so willing to just like help out dude and to me i was like you know what that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, that's you know, fantastic. I was like, that's that's that that me. It meant so much to me that we were able to do that. And I had never done a charity stream before. I'd never done a charity event, uh, out of the fear that uh, two fears, uh, first fear being that people thought I was doing a charity event to get attention, yep, or, or like get extra viewers, right? Yeah. Second thing is, is I get scared to set like donation or, or uh, like goals, because yeah. I'm like. Like, I don't know what to do. So that charity stream, I think I had set it for like $250. And then you smashed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like what we did five, six times, 10 times that. or I don't know. It just like, yeah, it, to me, I just like was thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Like that to me, I can't believe I had to think about that. Cause now talking about it, I'm like, oh my God, that definitely is the best <laughs> moment ever. But now um, you have that confidence to go ahead and, and do it right, on your own. Right, and, and right. People, as long as, again, like the whole conversation we were having, as long as people know that you're genuine, then yeah, they, yeah. they'll support you. They'll right. support you 100%. And, and because I'm sheltered and I live under a rock, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for me to figure out about like, uh, 
you know, companies or uh, agencies that are doing charity streams for certain causes. Yep. And uh, after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to read into these more because there are other things that I want to give my support to. Now, would yeah. I do a charity stream every month? No, because, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Then at that point. That's a lot. And not only that, I feel like it's exhausting for people to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, there's a there's a notion that there's misguided people on the platform as far yeah. as, like, if you do a charity stream, more people will watch you because they think you're doing something amazing and they want to help and and it's it's a it's a it's a tie between those people i'm like grateful for them still because if any money at all goes towards these great causes then it's worth it yeah. but there also has to be some moral compass involved uh personally mm -hmm. uh and for me i have to do something i wouldn't feel right in the sense being like oh yeah guys donate to this charity i don't really know what it is but you know what i'm saying like i yeah. have to be extremely passionate and have read up on something and be like, okay, like, no, something needs to be done here. Yeah. And with all the things going on in the world, I'm like, like there's so much that, that people can contribute to. Um, oh yeah. But in a back then, like COVID was like the only thing that was really, like, really apparent because, you know, turn on, uh, you know, Google and the first TV, thing you see, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, it felt great. So that, that definitely was like my proudest moment uh, on, as awesome. a content creator. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Luke, I have been so thankful that you've been able to come on. I know we've been trying to work on some content stuff with my brand alone, but it's yeah. been great to have you on the Craft Beer Hustlers, man. Um, plug your uh, your socials. Make sure people know where to find you at right now. Yeah, dude, thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, we've been planning this for a bit, and, and I'm stoked yeah. for I'm stoked for you in the in the future, man. I'm telling you, this shit's gonna blow up. It's gonna. Hey, I have. I uh, and if it that. doesn't, then I'm gonna start knitting. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but you can catch me on uh, at Luke Diamond on all socials. Uh, Diamond is Diamond without the A, so it's L U K E D I M O N D on literally everything besides YouTube because some asshole took it. You gotta pay him now. You yeah. Gotta, well, no, I had it. it. I had it, and then I switched off because oh, I rebranded no. to Duke Lyman like way back in the day. I just oh yeah, yeah. Letters. I remember that. And then somebody was like, you know what? I'm taking it. They took it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me, man. All right. Sick. Well, Luke, again, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it, man. Hopefully we can get you back on. Sometime yeah, I'd soon. love to, man. Let me know with the other guy for too. Sure. Yeah. Johnny. Thank we'll you, absolutely Johnny. have him on. All right, no good. problem. Thank All you. Right. Man. That is it. Episode seven is in the books. Again, I want to thank Luke so much for joining us this week on the podcast. It was an awesome conversation. It was great to catch up with him so much interesting stuff i hope you guys enjoyed that because i know it was a little different from the interviews that we've had prior but again thank you so much for tuning in as always be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at the craft beer hustlers on twitter at cbh underscore pod and if you could please subscribe and add a rating to apple Podcasts. that helps us out so much and if you're on spotify take a look at us and follow us there we are so thankful for you guys and we just want to keep putting out quality content if you have any comments or concerns be sure to hit us up on anchor.fm slash craft beer hustlers where you can leave us a voicemail to either discuss things about the show or even leave us a question that will air in an episode with that, that being said you can catch us next episode on august 19th